Mets fans, I want to take a quick break from talking baseball and let you know about the next top prospect in building a smart home. Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is that big time new star prospect. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is a smart lock, a 2K resolution camera, and a doorbell. It's three devices in one, triple the security. You know triples are rare in baseball, but not with Eufy. You can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but also for convenience. Just the other night, I had tons of packages in the rain. Rather than fumble for my keys, I easily entered my home. This is big since I have four dogs who are impatiently waiting for me at the door. No more concerns about losing keys, and you could assign passwords to your family members. Worried about when your loved ones are getting home? Eufy allows you to see them coming back home via the integrated camera. Hey Mets fans, this is a home run. I had a competitive product before Eufy, and it's the difference between a one-dimensional hitter and a five-tool player. Eufy is that five-tool superstar. Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com to learn more. Already sold? Go to Amazon and get your Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 today. Want to go to the store? Best Buy will have it starting around May 20th. Get complete control over your front door at ease with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, we're back. We're talking sports on a Saturday evening with me, John Friedman. Give us a call on the Gotta Go to Moe's call in line, 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-WABC. Models.com. All right, so we were talking about the Mets earlier today. And, you know, last week, as as you know, the Atlanta Braves came to town, right? And and the Mets, the Braves, shockingly, I was actually shocked. I really mean that. I don't know why that, you're shocked. That the Braves ended up coming out and taking the broom out. And maybe the Mets never recovered from that 14-inning game. Then Chicago came to town. And Chicago playing, you know, they're fighting for a wild card and for that division in the Central. Yep. Came to town, pushed around the Mets a little bit. And so then the Mets went down to Philadelphia in the band box, I call it. Yeah. And got it done down there last night. And Matt, Chuck, that's your boy. He pitched well uh, today. Um, so joining us tonight is Mike Silva. He runs the podcast Talking Mets. And that's not with a G, just Talking Mets uh, podcast. It's excellent. It's great. I listened to it on Friday. Hey, Mike, welcome to Talking Sports on a Saturday evening. What's up, Mike? Hey. The pleasure being on uh, on this uh, this great station with you guys, and uh, I've been meaning to call in for a couple of weeks. Jeff's been talking about it, and and John, I'm I'm really happy to be here. How are you guys doing? Great, thanks for joining us. So, you know, things look kind of down and out for the Mets after that little run they went. They actually went on two runs this year, right? They went on that run of two weeks ago, three weeks ago, then went to Atlanta, right? Went to Atlanta, lost two out of three, then went to Kansas City. Got it done there. Then played Cleveland. Got it done. Then Atlanta came back and beat them up a little bit, and and then had to play Chicago. So, you, Mike, you got to feel good. Talk to us about what's going on in Philadelphia and what's what you think is going to look like the rest of September. 
Uh, I mean, look, this is a team that plays games pretty close to the vest. I mean, you talked about the Atlanta series, and I think in general you saw that each of the games is pretty close. When they get good starting pitching, you know, seven innings, you know, two or three runs, uh, and they only need to get six outs from their bullpen, they tend to have a high percentage chance of winning. Uh, you saw somewhat that plan come into play the last two nights. Um, when they don't get that, they struggle. And I think out of those six games that they lost in a row, four of the six you probably could could say that the starting pitching did not perform up to expectations. And I think mm-hmm. that's been the inconsistency all year. This rotation, even before Stroman, was supposed to be elite. It hasn't consistently pitched elite. Since the All-Star break, they've been really good. And I think they had an ERA, the starting pitchers, well below three at one point. So maybe they were in for a correction. Uh, if the starting pitching goes deep into games, uh, they're going to play close games, and they have a good chance of winning a lot of them. And, and I don't think it's over. Uh, mathematically, it's going to be very tough. Um, but I, I don't think it's over, and I think from a standpoint of this organization going into next year, I think it's going to be important for them to play well. Uh, making the playoffs is certainly the goal, but making the, but playing well over the last 30 days I think may save the manager's job and also set a pretty good foundation for next year. I, I have to tell you, though, and, and looking uh, at the rest of this month, and I'm assuming we're, they're going to play divisional opponents this you know this month, I like the Mets starting staff, and I and I have all year starting even through bad times. I've liked them with the teams that they're fighting with in the wild card scenario, meaning Washington, meaning Chicago, Philadelphia. I think they got better staffs than those teams. I mean, that's got to uh, that's got to mean something going down the stretch here. Yeah, I mean, I like teams with starting pitching. I know this day and age, it's about home runs and. And, and 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 strikeouts and, and things like that. But I think pitching is where it all starts. I think the Mets starting pitching is as good, if not better, than those teams. And look, their bullpen has struggled, but every team you talk about in this race, and, and forget Washington, who's who's leading the wild card. Let's right. just talk about the Cubs on down. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with the Cubs bullpen. Kimbrell, I've ne- I mean, Kimbrell uh, lost me when he uh, backed into that save against the Yankees last year. Yeah, you and I are thinking exactly uh, me, alike. Just, exactly game, alike. I, John's I, a Braves guy, so he knows he got, Yeah, I cannot believe he got a three-year contract. Me neither. Walks too many batters. Um, understand he has a, a history, and, and you being a Braves guy, you, you saw a lot of him. And maybe back when he was younger, he was a little bit better. But the, the, the point is, you know, the Phillies, Arizona, Milwaukee, the Mets, I think the Mets are a lot better. Look, you are what your record says you are. Yep. Um, but I also think that there's been a lot of quirky things that have happened to this team. There's been a lot of stuff swirling around, new GM, a transition for the organization. That's not easy. Quirky uh, things, Mike. That, that's, this is the Mets. they got quirky things every year. This is, no, You're this talking about the been, Mets. This has been odd. i got to say, been, this it has, has probably been, been, if you want to use all different types of descriptions of this season, Frustrating, exhilarating, uh, anger. So true. Um, all it's been a the emotions. Yeah, I mean, I could think that the low for me personally, I think, was after they the media made that big deal about the chair and Brody. And I'm sitting there <laughs> yeah. saying to myself, there's actually somebody, uh, whether it be on the coaching staff, a player, front office, that's leaking something to the media, something that is made to be ridiculously blown out of proportion. Because, look, I'm sure the guy doesn't 
he's not proud that he threw a chair, but if you think that a GM, I mean, has anybody watched Moneyball with Billy Bean? Those are true stories. I know that for a fact. Yeah. I talked to Rick Peterson, who was the pitching coach. There. He goes, yeah, that kind of stuff happened. Right. Um, just funny, because after that weekend, I kind of said, well, this, this just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And then Pete Alonso is in the home run derby, and I think there was a certain amount of energy that he's brought. And, and since the All-Star break, things have normalized a little bit. And they went for it. And look... Guys, I've been arguing about this with writers and on Twitter. This idea that you can't win and compete for a wild card and still be responsible in rebuilding for the future, it's absurd. There is no excuse short of maybe you, a, you know, a Mike, few teams. You, you, you know, should be trying to win. You one of my favorite things to do is to disagree with Mike. <laughs> and, but actually, on this this year, I totally agree with you, Mike. I think you, and I've seen you write about this and talk about it on your podcast, I think this season you nailed this issue because I think you're right about this team. This is a good team, actually. And I've I have been a, saying John's it all been talking year. about the starting rotation. you got a lot. You got a lot of starting players now that you could build around for next Absolutely. year. Absolutely. I'm so glad, by the way, that we're not talking about next year. That, that's been pushed off a little bit here by these two wins. And what I'm curious to ask you about, Mike, is about the bulk. My biggest concern right now, because you have to just throw those five pitchers out there every day. Obviously, that's going to happen. You have your starting players. You have you have the McNeils and you have those Rosarios and the Lonzos and Conforto. So they're, they're going to be out there every day. And the one big wild card to me is Edwin Diaz. I kind of think this season's going to go the way Diaz goes the rest of the way. How do you play Diaz the rest of the way? And do you think that's the big wild card? I mean, he definitely, I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I think he said that first year New York jitters. Um, I did talk to a guy that has been a scout on the West Coast who knows him well. And I've asked him multiple times, what do you see? And he's, all he keeps telling me is, Mike, he, he tends to get his mechanics off, and when they get off, he has trouble recalibrating and getting them back. And, and that's what they've been talking about all, all season. Now, whether that's because of the baseball, because he lost his confidence, there's a myriad of reasons why that'll happen. Um, look, that, I'd love Wait to a second, Mike. Go. When you say because of the baseball, are you saying physically the actual baseball? Well, that's been the talk, yeah, the, the slickness of the baseball, the wow. teams. Yeah, I've heard that. You know, there's, if, you, if you do some research and, uh, you know, Manfred has denied this. I mean, there's a feeling that they've changed the baseball so that it carries more. Now, we know in the home run derby, for years there was a different baseball. All I can tell you, and I love Pete Alonso, and I love what he's done this year, but there's been a couple of balls that have gone off his bat that all of a sudden I see take off, and I'm saying to myself, that doesn't seem normal. And that's not a steroid thing I'm saying. But I right. hadn't heard the I hadn't heard the slickness thing before. That's a new thing. I hadn't well, heard that that's actually what, slippery. What I hope doesn't happen by the way that people don't look at the Pete Alonzo year and at a rookie year. I don't yeah. care. Forty home runs or forty two home runs, a lot of home runs. They don't put him in that right. but the balls were juiced this I year. Just kind of that. I don't know that it affected I can, I can pitching. say I've seen a Kuna hit ones against the Mets and I'm like, oh that looks like everybody hits a ball that they hit it well. But all of a sudden, you look at the outfielder, and the outfielder thinks they have a beat on it, right. and then they're just turning their back. And in the it, 80s, if a ball went off the end of the bat, it was not leaving the park. And now sometimes it does. Steal home runs and things like that. But most importantly, guys, think about this. Back in 1994, the reason the wild card was instituted was to gather more interest and get more teams to compete. Right. And then they put the second wild card in. And now well, you don't have, forget, well, don't forget that the Giants lost the division right, with 100 right, 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 which I hate. And, and, and you now have the media shaming of teams that actually try to want to win and compete in a system where once you get into the tournament, I don't care if you're the second wild card, 
your odds to advance are as good as anybody else. So that's a, that's a New York thing, though, right? Man, that's not, did they do no, that outside I, of New York? I, I, I see guys like Buster Olney, National Yeah, Rider. really? Okay. Yeah, and, and it drives me crazy because here's Arizona with 68 wins, and I understand they traded Zach Greinke and, and things like that, but I'm thinking to myself, if you had Zach Greinke and you get the second wild card and you get in a short series, um, anybody could win that series. The Dodgers are really tough. Um, but they're they're a little over 500 on the road. You could steal a game at Dodger Stadium, uh, and I'm not just saying this because I like the Mets. Um, I've covered the, the the sport on all different sides. This, this Mets thing is relatively new for me the last few years. Um, the Mets have as, when you have starting pitching like the Mets have, and you play close games, you're going to win playoff games. That's I, how I 2015 agree. happened, well, and, and that's for everybody. That's not just the Mets. That's for anybody who makes you, it. To you the know what I thought was a great move, and I'm sure the people, again, across the river, we talked about it. I thought the Stroman move was a great move. Forget that it hasn't worked out the way you really wanted it to, but I thought it was a great move. It, it, it sent a message to Mets fans that, listen, not only are we trying to get it done for this year and to do what we can, but you also have a starting pitcher for next year. And you don't know what you're in the heat could be replacing Wheeler, maybe right. replacing Syndergaard. Um, they gave up two pitchers. And I think here's the other part when people get crazy about prospects. For the Mets to rebuild the team to the point where they are now, and when I say the point they are now, pitchers, hitters, at the career arc they have. For you to get Jacob deGrom again, you're not, you know, yeah, you get guys like Soraka to come up and then all of a sudden they're good, but he's going to go through his cycle and his growing pains. DeGrom didn't become who he is now overnight. He wasn't this guy year one. He was very good. Uh, There was growth. There's so many different career arcs and growth. It just doesn't happen. It could take years. I look at the American League. It is embarrassing at the bottom of that league. And I heard you guys earlier talking about the Yankees and maybe why people are not talking about the Yankees, maybe one of your callers, because you look at the bottom of the American League and there isn't anything exciting about the Yankees beating these teams. Um, that's a great point, that, by the that, way. That, that's the case. Now, the National League has bad teams. They have Miami. But I love how it's positioned. Well, the National League is, is mediocre because there's a lot of teams competing for the wild card. Well, not last time I looked, when you have a lot of similarly talented good teams, they're going to beat each other up. Um, the American League is top-heavy. And, and, and I'm not saying those are bad teams, but the Mets have played some of those teams. And I walked away from those series saying, good teams, but... Yeah, didn't, didn't the Mets sweep Minnesota, for example? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, I right. think they're nine games over five hundred against the American League. They have a better record against the American League than they do against the National League. Interesting. Smaller, smaller sample. Um, you know, any of the National League teams, I think, could compete with the American League teams. That's not to say that the Yankees and, and Houston's really good, and maybe they're on another level uh, than everybody else. But uh, you know, I haven't seen a, a, them up close this year, but I know they're good. Um, you know, I just, I just don't understand why... Uh, we could sit here and, and mock. And the Mets are being mocked for actually trying to win this year. And they don't have a plan. I'm like, the plan is to put the best roster possible together. And, yeah, there are probably some collateral damage from, from the prospect base there, but there'll be more draft picks next year. And there'll also, be, don't forget the J.D. Davises of the world. Next year. Yeah. Gonna, my my, my only thing is John, is, John says the straw move was a great move and all that stuff, and I think it could have been a great move if they also added a reliever. But this was not a, this is, did not go from a 500 team to a World Series contender from Strowman. 
So like mm-hmm. that that was my issue with them. They always seem to go half assed with this kind well, of stuff. But I tell you what though, we're sitting here on oh, now it's not almost, because all, of Strowman. Whatever. We're sitting here for, on September first. Yeah. And I said the Strowman thing is good for next year. I yeah. made that very you clear. You did say that, yeah. Where the guys in the Bronx would love to have him in that rotation. Right, trust me. Right. And they, they didn't do whatever they had to do to get him. But I can tell you that it's almost September 1st, right? September 1st. And we're right. talking about the New York Mets. And we're talking about a team that's, is it four games right now still? Yeah, is it four, four games, out, four games out of that second in the wild card. That right now, I call it the thick of things. Yeah. I think we got all of September. And I, all you can ask for if you're a Mets fan is, is that series at City Field against the Atlanta Braves to end the year means something. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and look, Jeff, here's what I'll say about that. I think Brody has been on the record saying if we were going to get a rental and have to give up collateral for a rental, he he felt that that was the level of irresponsible. That's not what they did with exactly. Diaz. Uh, that's not what they did with Stroman. As a matter of fact, he's gotten control back for any of the prospects he's given up, and nobody's talked about that. Um you know, so yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know, if they went out and got another reliever, you also have to be careful when you bring guys in on the deadline. Because, like with Stroman, people forget these are human beings. They're getting their whole life upheavaled. They were with one organization, or they were with an organization, they got to move. Now they're on a totally different team, learning a league. I know there's video and everything, but you got to remember. Think back to when the Mets acquired Frank Viola in 1989. He wasn't great when they got him that year nope. after the deadline. Following year was really good. Now, that's not every situation, but these deadline deals, uh, they're not only Uanus Cespedes coming over and lighting it up. There's a lot of guys that have to find their way. That's why I think it's important when you get the extra year of control, you're getting a guy that you may get the best of them the following year after they adapt and adjust to their situation. Right. Well, thanks, Mike. It was a great. You want, you want to pump your your podcast oh, for yeah, tomorrow just, night? I yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, you know Jeff is going to make an appearance. I, I record them. They usually come up, you know, Sunday, depending on the holiday, Monday. But it's Talking Mets podcast. No G. TalkingMetsPodcast dot com. Apple Podcast. Uh, take a listen if you're a Mets fan. Uh, sometimes we do other features on books and things like that. But it's a uh, it's ninety nine point nine percent Mets. And and I appreciate you guys giving me some time and talking Mets baseball. And uh, be well, everybody. All right, we'll talk to you before the season ends. Good job, buddy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.